I'm Sienna Chanel, and welcome to Seoul, a podcast that shares food for thought rooted in culture. Every episode, I sit down with a Black or Latinx woman to talk health, wellness, and self-love. Today's guest is Claudia Espinosa, social entrepreneur, founder of Love Mentoring, and host of A Love Story, a Latina girl in NYC. Welcome to Seoul. This is Sienna Chanel, and today we have the captivating Claudia Espinosa in the house. Claudia, what is bringing you in a good mood today? In a good mood, I think feeling that we're ending the week well, being a Friday, um, having a great team. I feel very supported by our, our team at, at Love. But also I feel personally refreshed. Um, and yeah, I feel that I, I took some time to um, take care of myself and make sure that my cup is full um, before I start school next week. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when things get busy, I always say that you gotta take care of yourself. Um, if you don't do that, you can't really be fully present for anyone else. Period. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, and that actually brings us to our first question, which is how has your background as a personal trainer and a coach influenced how you care for yourself? It influences everything. I um, Just a short background, I started exercising when I was, I think, 14. Um, that's when I join my first gym back at home in Colombia and I have never stopped. I think that's just part of my DNA. And, um, you know, when I moved to New York in 2000, now it didn't happen immediately, but a little bit, you know, after I arrived, I I decided to uh, pursue a a career that I felt it was fulfilling and that also could help me pay for my education back then. And I became a personal trainer. And so it really aligned with my, um, my personal uh, values and of, of being healthy. And so, yeah, so I it just, for me, exercising is something that I, I have to do in order to feel uh, balanced. Uh, Sienna, there's a lot of things happening in life, right? So... I have to um, take care of the organization I run. I have to do school. I have to, you know, be present for my family. There's so many things, but for me, exercise is a time for me, for me alone. And mm-hmm. um, some people actually find that like, oh, that is your way to decompress. And it actually is. Uh, some people may see it as extra work. For me, is my time to just unplug and so yes it plays a huge part of my life and i would just say it is part of my dna i i can't live without it i 100 percent agree i picked up exercising <clears throat> probably when i was 14 as well but it wasn't really consistent <laughs> um and then it got more consistent in quarantine and like i i can't live without it at this point every morning I wake up and even when I'm feeling like I don't want to do it, I do it because at the end, I just feel so energized. It sets the tone for my day and it really helps me to pour into my relationships and kind of pour into them from 
a full cup, kind of like what you were talking about. So 100% relate. (laughs) Yes, I, I hear that. How does training the body and kind of training the mind intersect for you? If you... If I'm taking care of my body, it directly impacts my mind and and vice versa, I think. If I am feeling very tired, which I very rarely um, allow myself to get to that point, um, I think that that's something that you know, it comes with age that you kind of decide to kind of, you understand better how to be self-aware in that regard, that you want, you recognize feelings of, okay, I need to stop, or you become better at, at saying no, or you become better at, right, that, that managing uh, your time. But, so that is the, the vice versa I was referring to. If I'm feeling tired, then that affects my, my body. So I know that for me, if I if I am feeling I need a break, I'm gonna go and and walk, take a walk, or I just go directly to my you know the gym. It, afterwards, like you said, it makes me feel like okay, reset back. Like now I'm I can concentrate again, right? If I don't do that because you feel like oh I'm too busy and I need to keep going. I feel that that wouldn't do any good for you or for the work that you're doing. I think that you would be more efficient and, and your performance will be even better after you take a break and you take care of yourself. So it, I feel that it, it affects both ways. Um, but I feel, as mentioned, Sina, that now is, for me is I'm not, when I see things getting too busy in terms of schedules, like, okay, no, no, not good. You can take two things per day, but that's pretty much it. So yeah, that mm-hmm. I'm not the kind of person that is overbooking things. That I don't think that's a group, a good thing for your mental health. Oh my gosh. You're like speaking life into me right now because I recently made a resolution to check email like Monday through Thursday. I make special exceptions on Friday, but I have to go in with a purpose now. Like I can't just be like, oh, I'm going to open up email for, for what, for, you know, like this amount of time for the day, just to pass the time, because I've been starting to get headaches and just like being inundated with emails is not, (laughs) it's not it for me. Um, so like just really being really intentional with my time has really gotten me through and helped me show up for the things that I do make time for. Mm-hmm. I think that what happens also is uh, our environment, right? So particularly if you are, um, you know, uh, the kind of person that is driven and, and, you know, that wants to achieve success for, for, for you, what, in, what that may mean, and you know, in terms of education and professional. So it's, it's this environment that it kind of tells you like, oh, you can't, you have to keep going, right? You have to stay, you know, busy and doing things because if you don't, then that's not going to happen, right? You're not going to reach that success or you're not going to be that great. And that is not, for me, it's actually not, not not that, to me, that's not right. To me, that's actually not a good thing, you you know, like, Mm -hmm. and I feel though that to a certain extent, Right now, what you see is this feeling of take a break, unplug, 
you know, take a walk, take a time, take time to breathe. So I don't know. I feel that maybe also the environment is just changing a little bit. That feeling that before was like, go, 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 keep going. You got to be very, uh, you know, uh, productive. It's kind of changing a little bit. And I think that that is a good um, actually change, a good transition. Uh, but still, but still, even if, um, you know, the outside world is telling you, okay, it's okay to unplug, you may still feel, not me, I'm not, I, I will take myself out of there because I'm, like, <laughs> I, I'm the first one to say I'm done. Um, but, you know, there may be some people that feel like, oh my God, I'm here sitting and not doing anything, like I need to do something, right? Like I'm not being productive. And they're being, doing nothing is being productive productive uh, right you know it's being uh, productive for your for your own mental uh health so it's okay it is okay to just be uh sometimes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what you were just talking about with productivity and kind of reconceptualizing taking a pause as being productive relates to this poem that my meditation teacher shares with us a lot and it's i'm gonna i'm gonna paraphrase because i (laughs) I always struggle to remember the whole thing, but we need to reinvent busyness Mm -hmm. and that we can be busy taking deeper breaths and we can be busy leaning into ourselves and being introspective and we shouldn't have to apologize for that busyness. Mm -hmm. I I really agree with that. And I like that you brought the word meditation. I think that... um, you know, I read, heard this somewhere and it, it stuck with me. And I use it when people say like, I'm too busy. And so there is a saying that goes, um, if you are busy, uh, meditate for 10 minutes. And if mm. you're too busy, meditate for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so that that is the whole point right there. So yep. uh, I remember somebody asking me once, uh, I, I just have no time. You know, I have no mm-hmm. time. And this was a very, like you like we're talking about driven, you know, successful student. Uh, and I said, yeah, we do. I mean, we all have the same 24 hours. And it's just a matter of how we utilize that time. But we do have, there is also a saying, Sienna, that um, I don't know if I'm going to remember time, but um, but I always say, like, there is plenty of time. Instead of saying, like, there is no time, like, the, the saying that I read, it was about there is always time. And if you look at it through that lens, there is always time. Mm-hmm. I'm loving this, this way that you walk through the world. It's very motivated in love and compassion, um, not only for others, but for yourself. And I'm just curious, how do you channel love and compassion into your vision for a better world thank you for that question i love that i think that um yeah i I feel more clear about that now and Mm. and i actually appreciate that question because it hasn't been like that you know forever see and i think that what i can say is that i'm always been a person that cares about justice that I have always been I was a you know when I was back at home and in high school in Colombia I would be the person like arguing and fighting for the the other 
the other person. You know, if someone, something happened and I felt that that was unjust, I would be the first one to speak up. Even actually that was a real thing that happened. Even one time it almost got, it almost got me expelled from the school that I attended my entire life and, you know, in Colombia because I was speaking up for someone. So I'm all about justice. So that has always been in my life. But um, understanding love and compassion is, is something that I feel that I'm arriving to now. And, and what I mean by that is, is this feeling and this understanding that the more we give, um, and that I know, the more we give, the more we get. But also look, meeting people where they are and understanding their their reality is just a beautiful space to be and and yeah i think that i'm getting more more clear about that now in my life i i and and i am grateful about that um with that feeling it helps me with my work into more practical terms right so it's let's say for instance when you work with a team it's not about just getting stuff done i mean we gotta do kind of practice what we preach right so we tell our girls in our programs we you know um, about or we actually ask them how 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 are they feeling how are they processing their emotions and 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 we want to meet them where they are so it is the same case for the people that we work with every day right so and, and for for anybody for our professors for anyone that you get in touch with but more specifically for my work as you ask is we're not just going to get into business. Okay. We have in a staff meeting, let's talk about, you know, what needs to get done. It's like, when, where, how is everyone, right? And let's make sure that we recognize how we are, how we are all feeling, how we are all doing before we even jump into anything else. And I think that's part of that understanding of love and, and sharing of love. And that is so important. And that takes time in terms of, at least for me, to understanding that, particularly, um, you know, in a leadership role, that is extremely important. So it's 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 complex, but I I'm 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 feeling like in that kind of space now. So thank you for that question. I appreciate that, Sienna. For sure. Um, if you could just talk a little bit about love mentoring for listeners who maybe aren't familiar. Right. So. A little background. So love mentoring, love means uh, Latinas on the Verge of Excellence, um, acronym LOVE, a mentoring program. Um, that's our, uh, an organization I founded back in 2011 with the, the goal to support young women, young Latinas in New York City. Why? Because um, I learned about the challenges that these young women face in New York City uh, and nationwide and related to mental health. Um, and uh, yet uh, suicide attempts are, are uh, prevalent among young Latinas. And then there also is a challenge with teen pregnancy and um, dropout rates. So I didn't know that. I learned that when I worked for a suicide prevention program in 2009. Um, so I learned that it really hit home. Um, I've, I heard stories about the girls feeling hopeless and feeling that they had no reason to, to live. So I, you know, I decided that that was not okay, that that was not okay by me. And um, at the time I was pursuing a, a degree at NYU in nonprofit management. So 
that's how it started. I decided to do a pilot program at NYU, a mentorship program, and that, that was the beginning of the organization. And it became a nonprofit, and it's been almost, I don't know, 11 years now. And um, what we do now is a little bit different, right? So we start as a college access program. Right now, we're a health-based curriculum program where we teach mental health, reproductive health, and college and career readiness to the girls. Um, how we do that, we teach, um, our programs in public schools across New York City uh, during school hours, and the goal is to enhance uh, health education. But more importantly, I think is um, our mission is to empower our young women through mentorship. Uh, we recruit female college students to be mentors in our programs, and I think is that strong connection with someone that looks like you, that understands who you are, where you where you come from, that gives you that hope that I, uh, the girls that I met told me I don't have. They do give you the hope, they do give you the, the empowerment to feel, yes, you can. So that's what, that's, that's what love does um, in New York. Important to highlight that Love is, uh, was born as an organization to support young Latinas, but we have young women from all backgrounds in our programs. That's amazing. Um, I always love hearing about Love Mentoring because it's such an inspiring program. Like before this interview, I was, <laughs> I want to say I was gassing myself, but I was really gassing you. I was on your website just watching like all these features, um, NBC and New York One, um, just the evolution throughout the years. How have you noticed yourself change to the evolution of love mentoring <laughs> oh my god that that, that is a, a very uh, deep question i <laughs> i feel that i have grown alongside with the organization tremendously um, like yes i was a very immature um, leader when this whole thing started i mean i didn't set out to be a leader of an organization right so I had no idea what I was doing when it, this this started, and I think that I can say that now with some you know level of you know freedom, right? That I feel, I feel now that yeah, there was just ups and downs and, and things that I needed to figure out to create an organization and things that that I needed to figure out about me because of our platform. I can share with you that it was during my time at Harvard that I really, really changed. Um, I went to pursue a school leadership program in the Harvard Graduate School of Education. For that degree, I was still, you know, like just having a lot of challenges in terms of, you know, understanding, okay, there is the leader, there is a manager, and uh, how am I supposed to be between these two, right? And, and the management is more of a, how should I put, there are steps that you can follow in terms of managing, but in terms of leading, that is a different type of uh, role. And mm -hmm. you need, and that leadership part is more about self-reflection and understanding who you are so you can really um, be, be a good leader. And that is a tough process and so that time where when I was at Harvard that year I, I've always used a metaphor I'm going to use it here when I went in I felt that Harvard for me was like a, a washing machine so when I went in and it's kind of like when you put your dirty laundry in the machine and I, that's when I arrived and the whole the whole year I think well half of the year it was like me tumbling and it was tough 
you know, when you're in a washing machine, it's like the, the clothes are moving and then they're getting squeezed. And, and it was, that was my process. That was, it was tough, like really like looking yourself in the mirror and realizing, okay, these are the areas that I need to change, that I need to grow in order for me to, you know, land on the other side and become the person I need to be to actually be successful in, you know, um, in this organization. And so it was a, an internal process. By the time I graduated, I feel that I was, you know, when you finish your, your cycle, you're out, you're a little bit wrinkled, but you're clean. So that's how I felt like, okay, now I feel a little bit better. And Right now, I feel that I'm ironing, you know, the, the, the wrinkles a little bit and it's a little bit in a better shape than, than what it was before. But yes, that was my process there. I had to really go in and I came out and it's been two years since I was there and I'm, I feel in a good place. And, then, and, and that is a reflection, right? It's not because I say it, but it's because of, you know, our our work, um, the team that we have, everything is working, but everything needs to start with you. So I, I, until you, you make that realization and, and understand that, that it all starts with you, nothing, nothing will work. So um, yeah, that, that's my answer to that great question. I really appreciated um, your note about everything starting with you and kind of like leaning into that reflection What's something that you do differently from others and how has that helped you accomplish your goals? I don't know if it's different from others, but I just do. If I say I'm going to do this, I, I do it. I, I, there, nothing will stop me from it. And, but I know there's things that um, I, I should add to that. I believe in our intuition is our internal compass. And I am very much in sync with my inner voice, intuition, and that is what drives our lives. And that is what I deeply believe, and that's what I believe, believe to be reality. We all have inside of us the answers to all of our questions. But the only way to be able to hear those um, responses is by being very in tune with yourself, right? I do believe that when you don't pay attention to that and when you don't follow um, your intuition, that's when you may feel sad, that's when you may feel mm -hmm. depressed, that's when you may feel out of sync, like something is not okay, right? And so just, just to give you a concrete example, um, when you asked about like, what I do, following that intuition, right? So why did I move to this country? Like, why did, have I done everything that I've done, right? So I, you know, when I was 19, I mean, there was a, a specific event, uh, a friend moving to, you know, to France um, from Colombia. I've always considered that like, kind of like the key, uh, piece of the puzzle that started my life. But now I recognize that as a, you know, something that needed to happen for me to start looking at a, at a much broader, broader horizon. And then when I arrived here, it's like, okay, my education. And so let's kind of paying attention. What do I want to study? Like, okay, what is it that I really want to pursue? And in each step of my way is, okay, I really want to, um, you know, 
back then, I, I want to pursue psychology. Okay, let's do my research in psychology schools in New York City, so where I can go. And then I will match that with action, right? Because it's not a, ma a matter of, okay, this is my intuition, but if you don't do, forget about it. The point that I feel that stops people about pursuing those desires is that component, action. And it may be for many reasons, right? It may be like for, let's say some of, for our girls is it may be access, right? So, so I, I, I want to highlight that too. Um, luckily in this country, we have more access than in, in maybe other places in the world, right? So not, not a hundred percent, but a little bit more access, right? So I'm making that parenthesis. Uh, but to my point that I'm trying to say that I want to go to the school, but if I don't apply, but if I don't go and do my research, but if I don't go and complete my application, then it won't happen. Right. So I want to move abroad. That's another example. Like for me, when I was completing my psychology degree, I always wanted to do a study abroad. And um, before I graduated, I wanted to move. And I, I said, I'm going to move to France to do my study abroad. And the first thing that people you know, tell you is how, why, you know, how are you going to survive and how are you going to pay for that? And I was mm -hmm. like, I don't care about any of that. I care about the program telling me yes, and then the rest will, I will figure out. Most people may not do that out of that, you know, out of all of those questions. So it's a combination, Sienna. For me, I feel that if my heart, if my heart is telling me, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to do, believe me, I'm going to do it. Because if I don't, I will be very unhappy. And so when I start feeling like, I'm not feeling 100%, something's off, okay, that means that you're not doing what you should, you know, you should be doing based on your, what your heart is telling you. And I can tell you, I'm 41, up until now, I think that I've been following my heart. And that, you know, you need to move abroad because that's what you want to do. Okay, so I'll move to Paris. We'll figure out there what's, how it's going to be. You know, life is going to happen. But I did it. Mm -hmm. You need to go to Harvard. Okay, I'm going to go. It took me two years to apply to Harvard. You know why? Because I didn't want to do the GRE. Mm -hmm. but, life, but life made sure that, you know, put things on my path so I could complete the GRE. I apply to Harvard. I get it. So... It's just, to me, it's a combination of the two. My heart tells me, but I'm not, the one thing, Sienna, is the, the jumping of the cliff, I don't have a problem with that. So it's more about feeling the, you know, finding the ways uh, to get things done. So your question was, what do you do that is different? That I'm not, I am someone who takes risk. And actually, I believe that life is about taking risks. That is so awesome. And um, I know that initially you were like, I don't know if this is different, but I really think it is because <laughs> like we can have a lot of like those gut feelings or that intuition of this is what I should be doing. But kind of like what we were talking earlier, there's this culture, these societal pressures that will tell us that what we're doing is wrong even if it feels so right to us and it can just make us doubt our own experience. But why should we doubt what's within? And I think that um, it's really inspiring that you've put your finger on that and have lived that truth your entire life, um, pretty much. 
So how have you stayed true to yourself even as you've become more successful? Truth to myself, I don't do anything that is not good for me or it, it doesn't mm. feel good to me. I don't, nothing, I don't know. Everything and yeah, everything that I've done in my life is because I feel that it is the right thing to do. I mean, that makes something different too. I am the kind of person that does the right thing. And I think that I owe that to my education, to my upbringing, to the kind of person that I am and the kind of values that I received from my parents, but also because it feels right to me, right? So uh, maybe I just gonna give you an example, like it may not feel right for my parents to, for me to travel right now, but for me, it does feel right because I feel that I need the break, right? So that it may be a different kind of example, right? But yeah. doing the right thing, like I'm going to never cheat on, you know, anything or do the wrong thing for, for my organization, that's doing the right thing. So I, I feel that um, that is something that about me, about I would go about doing things that align with my my heart, with my values, with who I am. Um, a, a concrete example, I mean, if someone can tell me tomorrow, like, I'm going to give you, you know, $100,000 for your organization, but you do this. Uh, it doesn't feel right. Like, thank you, but no. You know what I mean? So, like, maybe that's a... a, a a simple example, but I lead my life based on my, what I feel is the right thing to do. And I will do that. And in my convictions, if you know, I, that's one thing, like I, if I have to stand alone by my conviction, which I have done in the past and I will stand up and I'm going to get expelled and I don't care, but that's how I feel is the right thing. I would do that. Mm -hmm. Going back to your organization a little bit, We've, we've kind of talked about like meeting people where they are and how mentorship can play into that. How do you envision the ideal mentor and how does love embody that vision? Well, that's a good question in terms of ideal mentor. So when we recruit mentors, they say, but I've never been a mentor. How can I be a mentor? Mm. Right? So there is no school for mentorship. <clears throat> to me, mentorship is um, being able to share your experiences something that you've already already gone through with someone that it's about to go through that or you know it will go through that in the future you let's say um have applied to school you have gone into your program you know the steps to uh, how to accomplish that that puts you in a place of being a good role model for someone who's interested in in pursuing that in a more personal way, let's say in our, for our programs, for instance, the mentors in our programs are most of them um, female college students. Many of them are Latinas. And some of them, if not all, have grown up in New York City. They have um, maybe gone through the same kind of challenges that our young women are going through. So in that capacity, it puts you in a position where you feel I can speak to that. And I feel that that is extremely important because um, that's something that you may hear from the girls. You don't know where I'm going through. You don't understand the problems I, you know, I have to face. For our mentors, 
and for myself in, in it also, I can say, yes, I understand because I've been there. Mm -hmm. So that component of being able to, to share life experiences with someone else is also part of being a good mentor in terms of, I understand, I have gone through your same life experiences. Therefore, I can, I can share with you how I was able to overcome that on my, on my end. And so that is part of mentorship. And that is the, the kind of mentoring that we do at Love. Um, in terms of an organization as a whole, for, for me, in, in terms of the, the team that we have, I think that I, I, what I strive to do is to be a sort of a, a, role, a role model for the, for the rest of the team on, on, on our, in our organization. Um, I don't know if, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I, I think that that would be a question for the rest of the team, if they see me as a mentor, if they see me as a role model. Uh, but I try to, um, what I will say is embody what we what we preach right so we do say to the mentors we want we are asking our girls to um be responsible young women um you know to to lead a life of um commitment and responsibility to their dreams so we want to embody that and and so i want to uh for our mentors if we're, if we're asking that, we want to teach that to our girls. We want to show that that's who you are, right? For our mentors, when we, when we bring our mentors to the program, we want to show how responsible you are, how committed you are to your goals. Like that is the kind of example we want to, to show the girls. So I think that for me, it's the same for my team as I reflect on it. I, I'm asking my team to have that kind of, um, values and we actually together agreed on a set of values that are important to us so i can't ask responsibility from a team if i am completely the opposite so i think that that to me is extremely important to lead by that kind of example i love it i love it um when was a time that you defied expectations i think every day <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I feel that um, I, I grew up in Colombia and I grew up with a very close uh, group of friends and I went to um, a, a school. My life uh, was very structured, meaning I, I went to the same school my whole life. It was a Catholic um, school for girls only. And I went there since I was in kindergarten until I graduated um, to go to my university. Um, same neighborhood, same group of friends. And all of the friends that I, I went to school with and all of the friends that I grew up with, they kind of, it's kind of like following um, the, so, the, the expectation, the societal expectation, right? So you, you do X and then it's followed by Y and then he gets to Z yeah. and then you get married and then you have kids and then you got I, my life is completely different from that. And I, I think that in that regard, it's, it's different, right? It's, that's, that's not the expectation, at least from my life for, for, in terms of how I follow the path, right? Now I said, I'm, I'm going to leave, I'm going to go somewhere else and I'm going to follow all this, um, you know, education, the degrees that I did, um, in terms of, um, I don't know. I mean, 
well, okay, are you done with school? Do you have this degree and you have that degree? And then now it's like, okay, I'm going to start another degree, my doctorate degree. And I think that that is kind of like outside of expectations, like, okay, you're finished, right? So, yeah. And I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't like to live a life with like restrictions. I, I am, I'm not okay with that. I, I feel that, you know, it's a simple example, but I eat only based on what I'm craving. So that's how I live my life. So if I am tomorrow, I mean, and today I'm here, who knows where I will be in five years, right? So it's based on what my heart tells me. So my expectations, whatever expectations may be, you know, from the outside world towards me, I think that I just broke all of them. Yeah. We in love a, to see it. In a very it. happy way. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we love to see it. We love to see it. Um, as we transition to the closing, the question I wanted to wrap up with was, um, well, back when I was gassing you earlier, <laughs> I really appreciated your feature in the Huffington Post when you said everything you learn will help you. How have mm -hmm. you witnessed this in your own life? Wow. Nope in everything. I mean, I guess that's part of why I keep going back to school, Sienna. I just, you can't never say that's part of, that would be, that's part of ignorance. I think that you can't ever say that you know everything. You learn every single day. You, yes, I mean, there is no finite, you know, for, for learning. And I guess that's my love of education that, you know, when you're in a class and you're just being, you know, you're just getting all this new knowledge that is just making you a richer, richer person. I just, that, I love, I love, love, love that. That's incredible. I really think that knowledge is currency and education is so Oh my goodness. I love learning as well. So like, that's a whole other podcast, <laughs> but um, I've really appreciated learning from you today and just thank you for doing the work that you're doing. Thank you for being here and thank you for continuing to live in your truth. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Sienna. just listened to soul my guest today was claudia espinosa and i'd like to thank her for letting the light in with me if you enjoyed this episode of soul share it with a friend and have them follow us on instagram at soul the podcast and have them check out our website soulthepodcast.com for both of those that is s-o-l-t-h-e-p-o-d-c-a-s-t take care and i will see you soon sunshine